It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're doing this for the culture. We're doing this for the razzmatazz, for the slam duck sesame, for the hocus pocus, for the alakazam, and all in between. Because uh, right now the offense isn't doing a whole lot. What's locked on magic? You are locked on magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 15th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll break down the Orlando Magic's 104 to 92 loss to the Washington Wizards. Um, we'll talk a little bit about why the offense is struggling, as the Magic are really struggling on offense and struggling to put the ball in the basket. I, I wish I had deeper analysis than make shots, but make some shots, please. Um, we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we'll chat about the Orlando Magic theme song making its triumphant return to the Orlando uh, Amway Center. Uh, coming up here in just a moment. Before we do any of that, though, we do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether we're your first listener of the day, whether we're your lunchtime listener, whether you're watching us live on YouTube right now. We appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. We're free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. I'm happy to report we've passed 200 subscribers on YouTube. We hit our goal before Thanksgiving. Now the goal will be to hit 300 before Christmas. So tell your friends to watch Locked On Magic. Remember, we will be doing a live pregame show, live Orlando Magic pregame show on the Locked On Magic YouTube channel. That'll be Wednesday at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on Wednesday for your live Locked On Magic preview show. We'll see um, what we have in store there. So get very, very, very excited about that. But let's dive right into it today. Um, it was... A frustrating and, uh, frankly, disappointing game for the Orlando Magic on Saturday as the Orlando Magic closed their five-game homestand with a 104-92 loss to the Washington Wizards. Um, it, you know, I, it's a lot of the same problems that we saw throughout this homestand. Um, Washington's a very good defensive team, even without Bradley Beal. Um, they, they they were going to be a challenge. Um, you know, Wes Unsold Jr. has been playing some really strong defense, uh, and, and they know exactly who they are and exactly how to play, and, and they've you know, they played with good effort. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say the Magic played with poor effort. I think they were, I agree with a lot of the players that they were a lot better competing Wednesday. They kind of stuck in the game uh, for as long as they could. But at the end of the day, uh, the Magic just could not execute consistently enough. And that's that's really where we're at. Um, it, it's I'll make this argument here in a little bit, but it's, it's not necessarily even about getting good shots at this point. I mean, the Magic, you know, I, I ran the numbers. I looked at the numbers. The Magic took 31 of their 33 three-pointers 
in Wednesday's game with the closest defender four or more feet away, according to NBA.com. They're getting shots. They're getting good shots. The question that I have, the question that I would ask is, are these shots in rhythm? Are these shots, um, you know, beyond just being open, good shots, rhythm shots? And why aren't they going in? Um, you know, we, we had that nice little run a few weeks ago where the ball was going in the basket. Magic looked really, really good. This homestand, the Magic shot, I think, 38% from the floor overall. Um, they were the only, they're the only team in the last five games to average fewer than 100 points. That was 100% the case here, and, and, and it's been a familiar tune. It's, it's, it's something that we've talked about over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, the Magic were fine when the starting lineup was out there. Um, you know, I do like how Jamal Mosley's starting to kind of settle into a, a clearer rotation um, and is trying to make sure that, you know, he gets rid of the zero lineups as I've described them. I, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the rotation that Mosley's running, but the, the, the drop-off from when the starters break, when the starters come out of the game, to when they start filtering in bench players, whether it's even, you know, I think I don't think ter- I think fans are piling on Terrence Ross. And, and again, Terrence, I'm not saying Terrence is playing well, but I don't think that he's been as bad as, I don't think there's effort issues with Terrence Ross. I think I think this is just a really difficult team for him to be successful on. Um, you know, Gary Harris, I want to defend him, but he's really, really struggling. Um, the Magic's, all their best offensive players are in that starting lineup. Um, and all their best creators are in that starting lineup. They, they just they just don't have the depth right now to maintain themselves. And, um, you know, Mosley really has to manipulate his lineups to try and get Cole Anthony out on the floor as much as possible. And, when te- and you know, Cole's had an incredible year so far, uh, but teams can lock him up too. Um, he's not the most efficient guy. He's still not the most efficient guy in the world. And, and this game, he certainly was not efficient either. Um, once the Magic broke their lineup in the first quarter, they gave up an 18-0 run that turned a, a four-point lead into a 14-point deficit. Um, uh, uh, it was nearly nine minutes without scoring a field goal. Um, that was broken by Jalen Suggs, who, again, you, if, if Jalen Suggs you know, were a little bit more experienced, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, um, maybe this all wouldn't be a problem. But as of now, he is a rookie who is struggling to hit shots uh, uh, and overthinking things, to be perfectly frank. It just You just watch him on the floor, and it just feels like he is – He's in his head a lot, and, and you just want him to kind of go out there and play free. Um, and when he did that in the third quarter, things were a little bit better. Got to give the Orlando Magic some credit. Their defense was really good throughout the course of the game, or for most of the game. Or was, I mean, they gave up 104 points. It was their fourth game in five five games that they've given up fewer than 110 points per one possessions. You give up 104 points in the modern NBA, you should win a lot of basketball games. So I, I don't think the Magic's defense is a huge problem. Um, unlike Wednesday's game, although I don't I don't think the Magic necessarily think poor defense. Um, I think they let go of the rope a lot quicker in that game. The Magic really stuck with things defensively this game. Um, After giving up that big run in the first quarter, even though the Magic weren't scoring, they really just kind of maintained the ship and maintained the level um, and did a really good job getting stops and forcing the game to get really ugly. Um, And I think that's how the Magic are going to have to play for a little while. Um, I think the Magic's defense is showing a lot of promise. I'm still a big believer in what the Magic are trying to do defensively. It's just really tough to stick with your defense when shots aren't falling. These are young guys. They're they're, they're result-oriented. They're not process-oriented yet. Um, and that's one of the more difficult things for any young team to understand. And that's kind of what happened here. Um, Orlando kept that margin within like 8 to 12 points for most of the first half. Um, it, it stayed within like that, that 10 to 15 range in the third quarter. And then Kyle Kuzma went on like a 7-0 run. He had a couple threes. 
hit a couple hit a couple shots, um, and that put the Wizards up twenty, and that was the ball game. Orlando wasn't coming back from that. Um, it's it, it's really it's really simple stuff like that. Um, like the game against the Nets, and I and I do feel this about this that game against the Nets. I did not think it was as much of a blowout as it turned out being. Um, like the game against the Nets, if the Magic had gotten a couple key shots to go down at the right moments. I think Orlando comes back. I think Orlando has a real chance to win that game, but that right now they just can't rely on their offense. Their offense is just, uh, they're definitely pressing a little bit to, to find some shots. They're definitely struggling to find some shots, and they're really only playing good offense when the game's already decided. That fourth quarter, the Magic are fine, 32-22. Even though the Wizards shot a better field goal percentage, or Orlando you know, got to the foul line. They, create, they forced some action. They created some things. Um, to, to generate some points, to generate some easy baskets. Their, their defense got a lot more lively. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but it, it, that's what it comes down to, is just being able to to find a way to generate some offense. And, and Orlando just isn't doing that consistently. Um, this going through the box score real fast. We're going to do a box score review. Cole Anthony, 22 points, 4 for 16, shooting 3 for 9 from beyond the arc, 11-12. From, from the, the foul, 8 Assists, four turnovers. Um, the turnovers, again, huge issue. You can't have your guards committing seven turnovers. Cole Anthony, four turnovers. Jalen Suggs, three. Um, Cole did a great job getting the line, really sparked the impetus in the fourth quarter. That's what we need to see from Cole. Um, one of this Magic team's surprising weapons is they're good at getting to the foul line. And by good, I mean about a little bit less than league average. They're not bottom 10 in free throw rate, um, which is a rarity for this team in the last decade. Um, so I do think that that's something the Magic have to continue to press. Uh, Wendell Carter, 17 points, six for 11 shooting four for six from deep seven rebounds for him. Really the only magic player that played well, um, consistently, uh, you look at the plus minus again, Wendell Carter was plus 10. Um, he was out of the game during that 18 0 run. So again, I think a positive impact from Wendell Carter. I really like the way that he played Jalen Suggs. I actually thought Jalen Suggs had a nice game in this one. Um, you know, I said, he's kind of in his head a little bit, but I thought this game, he played a lot freer. Um, played a lot more on instinct and just kind of went eight points, four for 10 shooting over one from beyond the arc. He did have three turnovers. Um, he did also sprain his ankle in four in the fourth quarter, I want to say, or late third quarter. Um, so he is listed as questionable for tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, like I said, just not a lot of great performances. Orlando shot 33.7% from floor 13 for 40 from beyond the arc, perhaps a few too many threes. Um, I do think that this team, especially when they get frustrated, tends to settle for threes, try to get the game back. In one fell swoop, I'd like to see them get to the foul line more. 17 for 20 from the foul line. Again, 12 of those coming from Cole Anthony. The Wizards shot 50% from the floor, 12 for 35 from deep. Only 10 free throw attempts. So Magic doing a good job there. Spencer Dinwiddie with 23 points. Montrez Harrell with 20 points for them. The Orlando Magic fall to the Washington Wizards, 104 to 92. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense and some of the struggles the offense had coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? You have. I just told you about it. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA daily fantasy sports prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. You can find the prop that works for you. Prize Picks offers any props you can think of, from points to assist to field goal percentage to three pointers, whatever. All uh, all of you guys that deposit and use our promo code will receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So use that promo code NBA to take advantage of this deal. Here's how the game works: If you're not sure what a prop is, you pick two to five players and an over/under on their projections. So let's say 
you're going to do a prop where, you know, over under Trey Young, 24 and a half points or over under Cole Anthony, five and a half assists. You pick the over or under and if Cole Anthony gets six assists, you win. Or if you pick the under and he gets four assists, you win. See, it's easy to win. Um, uh, you just pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus projected numbers. No dealing with professional daily fantasy players like you would see on some of those other sites. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is really that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA. Or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's podcast also brought to you by DirecTV. Now, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live. Another that's letting you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you got your neighbor's best friend's login to get that premium movie channel. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're your first listen of the day, your lunchtime listen, your workout listen, your on your way home from work listen, your winding down at the end of the evening listen, or wherever. We are free and available on all platforms for you to listen. Okay, let's talk about the Orlando Magic's offense and, and, and what's sort of gone wrong. These uh, last five games, these five games at the Amway Center, have been about as bad as they can be um, offensively, uh, just, just to be frank. The game against the Jazz was a nice little blip. It was a good good little spurt, but this Magic team, and, and we expected some of it, this Magic team is really struggling to score. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's just not pretty. The overall numbers are not good either, um, even though this has been a sort of two-week blip. Um, the Magic currently 27th in the league in offensive rating, 100.7 points per 100 possessions. Their defense hanging around 110.1 defensive rating, which is going to put them uh, still in the bottom f- bottom 10 in the league at tw- uh, 26th. But um, I will also note that, um, again, offenses are starting to pick up a little bit this year. But I would also note that uh, the Magic have given up less than 110 points per 100 possessions in four of their last five games. Um, they had a three-game streak of that um, Three three game streak of less than 110 points per 100 possessions that the Nets snapped on Wednesday. That was the first time that they've done three straight games like that since Jonathan Isaac's first injury um, back in January of 2020. So, I, I again, the defense still has some work to do. I think the offense has a lot to do with some of these defensive struggles. Um, but I still generally like what the Magic have done defensively. I do think that it's ultimately going to work out work well for them. But at the end of the day, your defense, your offense, it's, it's all connected. You play, you you make shots, you play better defense. You start missing shots, you get frustrated with missing open shots. Your defense is going to to slow down. The best way to help your offense is to get stops, get defense, get out in transition, get deflections. 
And that's kind of where the Magic have struggled this year, um, to be perfectly frank. One of the issues that the Magic have faced is that they're not hitting shots consistently enough. You could see the frustration. You could see the uh, the, the you could see how visibly not upset, but visibly shape you know like discouraged the team can be. That's affected their defensive mentality. Um, so why is this happening? You know the numbers. You go look at the numbers. The Magic are taking open shots. Um, you know I've heard, so I've said some I've heard some people say we're not a three point shooting team. Stop taking so many threes. Um, I would say to that. This is a three-point shooting team. Um, that's the way their offense is run. That's the way their offense is meant to be executed. You want them taking good threes. Now, again, I agree. I think the Magic should probably cap their three-point attempts at around 35. I would probably say 33 is the ideal number for three-point attempts. So when I see the team take 43s, I say, okay, something's up. That's probably a few too many. But again, I could go look at the numbers, but I imagine a significant number of them are open. The real issue is not any of that. The real issue just goes back to the offensive principles that Jamal Mosley, you know, said ad nauseum during the offseason. This time I want to talk about pace. This isn't the number of possessions per 48 minutes. That pace number is, is garbage, frankly. It's, it's, it's not important. But I do want to talk about pace. Because when you watch this Magic team, you can tell when their offense is working and when their offense is not just by the way that they're playing. Nicole Anthony, after Saturday's game, put a lot of the onus on himself. He said that he is bringing the ball up too slowly, getting the ball over the midcourt line at 18, and really struggling to get the team into its sets. And, and that's, you know, Cole Anthony is always, you know, always honest. You got to appreciate I mean, that's one of the reasons why we love him. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, when he plays poorly, he is not afraid to tell you he played poorly. And honestly, even games that we might say, oh, he played pretty well, He'll say, no, I didn't do what I needed to do. And, and I think, I think you know, Cole, especially as a young player, understands that. Now, understanding that and changing it are, are two very, very different things. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, we're not sitting here being, you know, excited about a 20-point game in, in a game like this. Cole's getting his points, but are they meaningful points? And that's that's always been – that's always the question with with teams like this match team. We've seen make meaningful plays, so we do we do think that he can get there. Um but Cole, Cole said after Saturday's game that one of the issues was he was bringing the ball up too slowly. Mosley has talked throughout training camp about having a 21 offense. And by that, he means bringing the ball up the floor within three seconds of the shot clock with 21 seconds left to execute your offense, being able to run through your sets quickly and with intensity. Go watch Saturday's game. Go watch replays of Saturday's game and the Magic are walking the ball up the court, kind of moseying into their sets. It's not done with a lot of intensity. Their best moments in the fourth quarter, they played with that right intensity, that right pace. They were able to get deflections and steals and get out and transition a little bit more. They were able to kind of get some juice, so to speak, um, into their offense and into the way that they were playing. You could tell they were playing the right way. Pace is everything for this young team. If they're playing slow, if they're playing kind of lackadaisical, to be perfectly honest. The offense is going to struggle. It's going to look like what it looked like on, on Saturday and, and as, it, as it's looked like for most of this homestand. If they play with energy, if you can see it kind of pick up in their pace, you can see it kind of pick up in the way that they're playing, the way that they're moving, and the way that they're setting screens for each other. 
You can see it. You can feel it. You can. I, I, I believe that. They have a good offense. They have an offense they can execute. They have an offense that can get in the paint, collapse the defense, hit open threes in rhythm. Magic are getting open threes, but they're not rhythm threes because this pace is off. And that, of course, falls on the point guards. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs have to do a better job of, get, of organizing the team. One of the reasons why we're all very, you know, feel fairly certain that Marco Fultz is going to help this team out a lot is because this is what Marco Fultz is really good at. Um, he is really good at maintaining his pace, maintaining his dribble, and playing at a pace that he's comfortable at, the pace that he wants you to play at. You know, Cole Anthony, as good as he's been this year, there, there, we can see all the reasons why most of us don't consider him a long-term starting point guard. Um, yeah, again, he can still get there. I'm not going to put it past past him to get there, but you can see it. You know, switching defenses bug him. Bigger defenders bug him. Um, but more importantly, his kind of pace and rhythm are inconsistent. When he is in his back, when he is dribbling the ball, hopping up and down, moving around, getting in and out of the paint, getting that step back, he's in rhythm. He, he is really dangerous. He's a really dangerous scorer. But when defenses are able to switch on him, keep him out of the paint, and he's just kind of dribbling and pounding, searching for something, and you can tell when he's searching, this offense is completely ineffective. Um, the Magic don't quite have their pet plays to get quick baskets. They don't quite have the guy that they, that can isolate and get a shot when the shot clock is when, when the shot clock is late. Their offense is still pretty, I'd say, rudimentary. It's it's more about setting up situations rather than setting up players to get the ball. Um, and again, the Magic don't have the ISO guy to 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 bail them out anyway. And so the Magic, I mean, this is all reasons we expected. We expected the Magic's offense to struggle, but we didn't expect it to struggle this much. Um, not this, not this bad. And that's where playing with pace, playing with energy, playing with intensity, that's where this matters. And that's where the Magic are kind of falling short right now. Keep an eye on pace, seriously. Like, watch tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks, especially. The Hawks are really good at controlling pace. Um, watch watch the intensity in which the Magic run their offense. Watch the intensity um, and focus that Cole Anthony attacks. Because, um, again, when coaches talk about pace, that's what they're talking about. Um, and that's really, really important for this Magic team. We'll talk about the culture and something magical that happened this weekend. Um um, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Yeah, we talk about Built Bar a lot. And Thanksgiving, believe it or not, is just a week away. One week from Thursday, we'll all be sitting down at the table with our friends and family, eating yummy food, yummy desserts, and everything else. But it is a bad time for your diet. But they, that doesn't mean Thanksgiving isn't the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bars can be your new holiday dessert. So feast on something delicious and feel good about it. You know, one slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and, and that's honestly on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace those, that coconut cream pie with a coconut built Bar or go for a raspberry built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. There's lots of good flavors to replace any pie and, and maybe even some of the regular foods too. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and um, Built is a great option for when you're hungry. So if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. They have new surprises all month and limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event 
with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to close today's show off with something magical that happened this weekend. Something fantastic. Something so great that it needs to be permanent, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I don't know if I could call him officially a friend of the show. There's always an open invitation if you want to join Locked On Magic. Um, but Kevin Clark of the Ringer, Boone alum. I've met him a few times. He's a good dude. Um, uh, shared online the video of the Orlando Magic's 1989 opening night performance of the greatest song of all time, the Orlando Magic theme song. Take that, Taylor Swift. Um, and and for longtime Magic fans, this is one of the great pieces of Magic pop culture. Um, from the begin, from the first season all the way until I think the 1999 season, the lockout shortened season, I think was when they stopped playing it. Um, might have been 98. Um, the Orlando Magic came onto the floor with this wonderfully of its time theme song um, extolling the greatness of the Orlando Magic. It is a somewhat nonsensical song, but it is ours. And Magic fans love it. Of course, it hasn't been played in the Amway Center since, or it hasn't been played in the Amway Center at all. It hasn't been played regularly at games since that 1999 season or sometime in the late 90s was when it stopped being played regularly. Um, it would be brought out every once in a while. I think they played it in 2004 when the team wore the throwback uniforms for the first time. Um, but largely, the Orlando Magic theme song had been lost to history. Uh, and only longtime fans, certainly nostalgic fans like me sometimes, um, remembered it. Um, I used to have it on a cassette with all the lyrics, one of my one of my prized possessions that I no longer own. I do have the Orlando Magic CD. I do have it on my computer. I do have the Orlando Magic theme, so- theme song regularly in my shuffle um, on Apple Music or whatever it is. I don't know. Is shuffle a thing anymore? I don't know. So Kevin Clark of the Ringer shared it online. You know, he said that he said later that that he was grabbing it as a funny joke for a friend of his that's getting married. But he shared it online and suddenly it caught wildfire. For it, NBA Twitter was introduced or reintroduced to the song, which is a banger. If you haven't heard it, go look up the Orlando Magic theme song. I have it on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well. Um, it is a banger. People loved it. So the Orlando Magic and their social media team, which has been on it on point all year long. It's going to be a long season. They need to be on point. Um, they've been on point all year long. Said, if this gets 1,000 retweets, we will play the song at Saturday's game. With the 13 minutes, it got 1,000 retweets um, very, very easily. I know a few players also retweeted it. Um, and so... In place of the usual history video that plays 30 seconds before the national anthems, the Magic debuted a new video, a new history video with 
all of its glory, the Orlando Magic theme song. Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic. Oh, 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 oh. you know the one. It, it personally, like I was not at the game. Unfortunately, I work on Saturday on Saturday nights. Um, all the videos I saw from people that were at the game, um, obviously, you know, Dante Marcatelli made it his moment with Dante on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast. Uh, the Magic posted the video in full as well. It was perfect, guys. It was perfect. Um, as someone who loves Magic history, loves the loves the culture around this team, it was perfect. I loved it so much. Please, I, I know that that the Magic had tweeted that if their tweet got ten thousand retweets, they would. Um, they would play it before every game. Spruce up. You got you got this road trip here. You got this one week road trip. Spruce, spruce up that video. Like it definitely looked like it was put together last second. Spruce up that video. Make that the history video, guys. Like seriously. Like it just it it felt good to have that song back home, back playing and back present for the magic. It's something that's ours. Um, and precious few things are. Um, I would love to see that video as part of the regular rotation for the history video at the very least, if not the permanent history video, as much as we love Creed, we loved Imagine Dragons, nothing beats the Orlando Magic theme song, my friends. If you've never heard the Orlando Magic theme song, go on YouTube right now. Literally just, just, if you're watching on YouTube, just, just go, you can, you can stop listening. I'm wrapping up the show here. Um, go watch it, go listen to it now. It is, it is a beautiful piece of music, a beautiful piece of artistry and, um, corporate times as well. Um, but but uh, the Magic are doing some things right for sure. Uh, I've I've no doubt about that, and I'm I, you could you could probably see on YouTube. I'm, I'm I'm just so happy to have it back in my life. Um, so thank you, Kevin, for doing that for doing the work that uh, we could not do. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your Twitter and Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore Dean, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll be back tomorrow with, an, with another episode of Locked on Magic. We'll recap the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Now that you're done with us, go check out the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Frostenreich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.